Of course, we've got not just Wild Card Weekend this weekend. Trista, we have what? We've got Super Wild Come on, Card say, Weekend. Come on, say it with your chest. Come on. Super Wild, wild Card, Card Weekend. weekend. It, just, it just, you just need a little reverb and an echo in there. Alan Bell joins us from Sportsline to preview everything as the lines move around and we try to talk ourselves into five or six different bets and maybe it's going to go. But you look at these trends, we look at these numbers, man, and it's like one minute you're comfortable about it. Like, oh, man, I think the Bucks are going to beat the, the, you know, the Cowboys, and I'm saying that for two weeks if they play each other. Then everybody's on Tampa's, and I'm like, well, maybe I need to take the Dallas money line just in case. Let, let's just get, big picture for you first. Game that you like the most, play that you like the most, heading into this weekend. Yeah, so first off, the play that I like the most is taking these uh, seven-star locks, all right? I'm still yes. writing these things down. You, yes. you want to roll with the, uh, the Bears in North Colorado with me? What are you doing tonight, Alan? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm all in. But, dude, all in, all in. Anytime you bring up Northern Colorado, I'm in. Look, uh, um, Let's roll. Uh, yeah, look, okay, so we're talking about favorite plays for this weekend, okay? So first off, the San Francisco 49ers. I'm going to take them with the spread. I'm rolling yep. with it. I like everything that they're going to do, and I don't like anything that Seattle's going to try to do against that defense, all right? Um, looking from a prop perspective, give me the Vikings in terms of field goals over one and a half in a dome at home. I'm rolling with that one as well. And I'll give you another prop. Look, I don't know what to do with Cowboys and Bucks. Like, the Cowboys haven't played a serious game in a month almost. All right? But the Bucks aren't that good either, and the Cowboys' D-line could be the difference. That being said, everyone's going to play Dak Prescott for, a, you know, for an interception, and rightfully so, but it's juiced at like minus 180. Tom Brady is throwing a pick, and you could get it like minus 105. That's the play that I like. What do you think about that game, though? Because I was going back and forth with that one. When it was at yeah. three, it was I, I wanted to play Brady. Now at two and a half, I don't know, man. I think Dallas is going to be able to run the ball in this game, and I kind of like that they're coming off their worst performance of the season because that's what everybody remembers, Dak throwing those picks. What would you do with the side or total if you had to play this game? Yeah, you know what? I, I'm going to roll with Dallas here. Look, I, I agree with you. Like, okay. Especially, like, you know, with the public, you know, kind of loving Tampa um, and, you know, seeing Dallas play awful last week. They didn't play great against the Titans' JV team either. But, quite frankly, those games didn't mean a whole lot. Dallas's D-line, we just talked about it. Like, they could be a difference maker for sure, even though Brady's getting the ball out at, like, .01 seconds. He's throwing it, like, almost 50 times a game. Like, it's not sustainable. It's not good for what they want to do, and especially if that secondary can pick one or two off. I mean, I just don't believe in Tampa in terms of, like, their point totals, like their ceiling. And Dallas can go high, especially if they're running the football. So, yeah, long story short, man, I'm going to roll Cowboys. Alan, what are you doing with this uh, Chargers-Jags game? Because yeah. we now see that Bosa is going to be in. Mike Williams still questionable. Uh, you know, Chargers really struggle to stop the run. ETN's a beast. But the Jags are one of the worst tackling teams in, in the NFL. How do you see this one playing out? Because, you know, Chargers went from a one-point favorite to a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to play the under in this game. Look, and, and I know a lot of people are going to look at the over because the Jaguars are coming in playing great football. They've been doing it for like almost two months now. The Chargers, obviously, their offense can't score. Austin Eckler is going to be a super popular anytime touchdown score prop bet this weekend. But that being said, look, I think that the Jaguars' defense is good enough to cause problems for Justin Herbert because they create turnovers constantly. They really do. And you look at the other side of it, the Chargers' defensive line is good enough to cause serious problems for Trevor Lawrence. If your books have fumble props in them, ride it. The Trevor Lawrence is going to drop one on the ground. So long story short, like I think you're going to get two teams that kind of go like – 
in between like around the 50, but really can't do a whole lot in terms of full drive. So I'm going to play the under here, do a little contrarian play. Does it con- uh, concern you at all, Mike Williams' status and maybe even Joey Bosa for the Chargers? Yeah, Joey Bosa, absolutely. Mike Williams, a little bit, not as much. Um, but yeah, Joey Bosa, because he brings, like his presence on the field changes the dynamic of the other offense in terms of their play calling, how fast they get the ball out, um, you know, what side you run the football on. Like if, if Bosa's not good to go, that's a serious problem for Los Angeles. Uh, Alan, I'm. Uh, we'll get back to the picks here in a second. I'm trying to find a new home for my quarterback because the people in Green Bay just don't appreciate him enough. What do you think yeah. the Titans are going to do? I know right now they're just interviewing two more general manager candidates. I don't really know what the future of that team is, but I love Vrabel. Tannehill's clearly not the answer. I know Derrick Henry's breaking down. He's getting older. They don't really have any weapons, but they could always get those. What do you think they're doing? Is it going to be like a rebuild, or do you think they're going to try to like do this on the fly? Because like, if they're rebuilding, I don't see Vrabel sticking around. Yeah, no, they're going to do it on the fly. And, um, you know, with Mike Vrabel, what he's going to look to do is, is you've got to figure out two positions first, all right? You've got to figure out the quarterback position, just Rogers. as you mentioned. And, look, him and Rodgers are good friends. Like, you know, those rumors that came about last year, like, those were real. Yeah. Like, the Tom Brady ones were not real. But the Aaron Rodgers ones were. But Rodgers would have to take a significant discount in terms of money because the Titans' cap space this year coming into 2023 is going to be awful. It opens up in 2024, but this year it's going to be bad. So you got to figure out the quarterback position. Second, you have to figure out the offensive line position as a whole because that's how this team is built. They're built not only run the football, but protect their quarterback. And you remember two years ago when Tannehill was good, it was the best offensive line in the NFL, right? And, and like that was the reason. I don't hate Tannehill by any means, but – Tannehill's as good as the team that you build around him, right? So, yeah, you figure out the quarterback position, figure out the offensive line position, and then it gets much easier from there. So that's how Vrabel's going to approach it. Now, the GM, like, I don't yeah. know how this is going to work because Vrabel is a control freak. Like, he's not going to be told no. Like, once that A.J. Brown trade went down, like, Vrabel's like, nope, I'm not listening to anybody mm-hmm. else around here. So, yeah, we'll see on that. AB, what are some other props that you like so far this weekend in super wild yeah, card? Yeah, you're buying weekend. in. Super! Super. Yeah. Uh, look, yeah, I love that it's super wild card weekend, right? Um, yeah. yeah, so, okay, so, you know, looking in terms of, okay, field goal, all right, generally set at one and a half, all right? I, I like teams. The 49ers pay attention to the weather, but if you get, you know, somewhat clear weather, Robbie Gold can be good there. The Vikings, uh, as well as McPherson with the Bengals. All right, interceptions. Justin Herbert, I like his number there. I also like Tom Brady, as we mentioned. Uh, team totals, all right? Uh, the Cowboys are 23 and a half. I dig that one. Uh, the Jaguars are 23 and a over? half. I you like-, like the over on that? Over, yeah, 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 yeah. So I like the over in both of those. Um, and then, you know, looking at like anytime touchdown scores, like keeping it simple. All right, Christian McCaffrey, around minus 150, roughly. Austin Eckler, 150, 160. Um, who are some other guys? Justin Jefferson is probably going to be popular this weekend as well. Jamar Chase is going to be popular. Like, I, I think that, like, you kind of play, you know, McCaffrey and Eckler, if you could, you know, parlay those two together, I think you got a pretty good chance there. So that's kind of where I sit uh, in terms of props. Yeah, I got Jamar Chase over six and a half receptions, actually, at plus 105. I mean, I'm concerned, obviously, about the Ravens secondary locking him down a little bit. But, I mean, he's gone over that number since in, like, every game since the end of September. Uh, when, when you look at that Ravens-Bengals game, I mean, 
Yeah. I feel like, to me, when I see that, I, I think it's the Bengals get out early. They try to throw the football as much as they can and make it so it's an impossible lead for the Ravens to come back with because whether it's Tyler Huntley, which is most likely the case, or Anthony Brown, they can't throw the football. They can't score. They're going to want to run. So at that point, they just have no shot at getting back in that game. Is that how you see that playing out, too? Yeah, I do. And especially with those two teams just playing each other, I, you know, last week. Look, the Bengals' offense was just horrible. Like, in terms of they were just kicking themselves and just tearing themselves apart in terms like that game should have been honestly a blowout but I kind of like that in terms of the Bengals favor because I don't think that they're going to do that twice all right I think that they're going to be you know ready to go they're going to be prepared and they're not going to make the mistakes that they did um, so I think that they get into the 30s in terms of their point scoring and like you said you know the Ravens I mean 20 might be too much for them, right? Like, there's offense just not built to go. So, yeah, I like the Bengals here. I also liked them in the first half. I think it's a great play, the Bengals in the first half, for sure. And the Vikings, whatever team total you could get in the second half, do it because they score all their points in the fourth quarter. Yeah, that's true. Who do you like to come out of the NFC? Like, as a whole? Like, to the yeah. Super Bowl? Yeah, because, I mean, it's, it's so tough. I, I don't even want to ask you about the AFC because you could make the – I mean, it could be the Bills. It could be Mahomes. It could be – the Bengals. I think it's so good. okay. Tough. So like, yeah, like AFC. Honestly, I think it's going to be the Bills or the Chiefs, right? Like, I, yeah. I think it's going to be one of those two teams in the NFC. I think it's going to be the 49ers or the Eagles. The Cowboys could do it. Their ceiling is high enough. You just don't know what you're going to get. Like, they're a team that just just cuts its own legs out from under them, right? The 49ers defense, if it's playing hot, buddy, good luck. Like, it's going to be very, very difficult. And Brock Purdy doesn't really like get put in tough situations. Like, he throws 10 yards and in. That being said, the Eagles offense, like that's the perfect offense to go against the 49ers. And what happens if San Francisco has to play from behind? Like we really haven't seen that, right? So and the Eagles are arguably the highest scoring first half team in the NFL. So I think it's going to be one of those two teams. And man, I can't wait to see it. I hope that it is. <laughs> Alan, you know what I just thought of? I actually know what the Titans are going to do at quarterback. It's like a crystal ball. <laughs> So Malik clearly can't throw the football. He might be the worst quarterback I've ever seen. Seems like a great yeah. kid. Anthony Brown's worst. Tannehill no, is, Malik is breaking worse. down. I think what they're going to do is they're going to get Hendon Hooker really, really late coming off the injury, and then he's going to sit for a couple years, and then it's going to be Hendon Hooker's team. <laughs> I'm, dude, hit it, I'm, I'm kidding. Hit it hooker behind Josh Dobbs. Just go all bald. <laughs> yeah. A.B. in college hoops, who's your, who's your favorite? Who's your pick, Alabama or Tennessee? Ooh, okay, so you've got Tennessee, the be you know, arguably the best defensive team in the country against Alabama, who can honestly light it up against anybody. I would take Alabama right now. I think that the points and the way that they can score, especially shooting the three, uh, they could just go crazy at any point. Uh, Tennessee, like defense, it it's tough to hold perfect defense game after game after game. But if you're shooting well, like Alabama is, uh, yeah, they're a problem. So right now, yeah, I, I would put Alabama over Tennessee. Alan, who would you rather go drinking with, Nick Saban or Kirby Smart? <laughs> oh, Kirby Smart. Look, Nick Saban would be funny. Like, Nick Saban's stories are going to be better, but Kirby Smart at the bar is going to be way more electric. Like, you're taking way more shots with Kirby, yeah. right? Like, you're having a good time. Everyone's coming around your table because you guys are loud, like, in a good way. Nick Saban is, like, sitting in the back. Now, again, his stories are going to be awesome, but, dude, Kirby's going to be way more fun. No, but you know who you need, A.B., is you need going to Nick Saban's house for a cookout because I hear his wife, she's always got wine coolers and always, yeah, and always has multiple in her, and she brings out a playful side of Nick Saban. Remember he was in that, like, little little car and he was going circle in circles yeah. in his backyards? So I think maybe I, he's not a bar guy. 
No, you know what? I think you're right. Like, it's definitely like an at-the-house. Like, same thing with Belichick, right? Like, you go out to the house, and you're having a blast. They have everything that you want to do. You can stay the weekend. It's almost yeah. like, you know, like a movie, right? Kirby Smart is at the bar. You might get in a fight outside <laughs> at about 1.30, right? And yeah. then I come back in, and you're like, all right, we're going to take shots, man. Like, yeah, I think you're spot on with that for sure. Nick Saban knows. He says, keep the image squeaky clean out in public, yeah, and then I go home, the and then you just have a free-for-all yeah. at that point. All yeah. the shenanigans. Hey, yeah. Bra- yeah. hey that's, that's Mike Vrabel like, would be a good one. Allen. Mike Vrabel yeah. would be a good one to throw in there. Yeah. Vrabel would have your back in a bar fight, too, without question. He'd kill somebody. Sure. So, Alan Bell, Sports Line. Always good talking to you, buddy. I appreciate y'all. Thank you so much. Oh, man. Yeah, that's actually, you know what? I, Mike, I think Mike Vrabel is ripped from Yellowstone. Oh, yeah. Yes. You know what? That is a great comparison. Yes. Yes, and anybody that hasn't watched Yellowstone, just it, that's who it is. Yes, yeah, I 100% is. agree with you.